What is up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. So today, I uh, had, I don't know, the obligation uh, to participate in uh, a captain's mast. Uh, the reason I was in there wasn't one of my guys in my chain of command. Uh, I'm the Simeo. So uh, it's a requirement per the command manager equal opportunity instruction that the Simeo be present uh, during all NJP proceedings to ensure that, you know, fair and equitable process uh, and that, you know, the members treated fairly. So I do attend all of them. Uh, and today I attended one uh, involving a guy that uh, he was doing some maintenance uh, that involved working on gear that uh, was tagged out uh, for safety of the workers, right? Uh, there are processes for when you're working on gear that's energized that could potentially or that does have voltage in it. Um, and there's safety precautions taken and checklists done and safety monitors and CPR people there. And they have like, I forget what they call them, like a safety lanyard to pull the guy off if he gets shocked. and. Uh, all kinds of precautions that they take to mitigate the risk. Uh, and this guy was doing some maintenance on gear that was tagged out and was supposed to be de-energized. And when he put his multimeter in there, he found voltage. And there's a procedure for doing it de-energized or doing it energized, right? And uh, this guy found the voltage and did not tell anyone and then uh, continued working through the de-energized procedure or at least that's what it appeared to his monitor that he was doing um, when in fact he was actually following the energized procedure so it was it was an integrity violation which is a big deal uh, in in not just the Navy but the nuclear Navy which is what this was uh, a piece of and uh, this guy um, He's a good dude. Uh, he, I, he's worked for me as far as uh, food service attendants go. Um, works really, really hard. Uh, wants to do well. Loves the Navy. But there's a... And, and this is exactly what was expressed by the chain of command. Is all those sentiments. But his decision-making process is, is broken in some way. And I'm not really sure what it is. Uh, I don't know the guy well enough to kind of make the judgment call on kind of kind of why he continues to arrive in this in this situation because he's got a, a, a history of these types of decision making uh, errors or just mis misjudgment, poor judgment. Um, he's made a lot of bad decisions uh, that have compromised his integrity in the past uh, involved lying or just making the wrong choice to benefit himself. Uh, and, it, and it's odd because when you talk to him, you don't get that from him. That's the, the selfish piece. Uh, so it's, it, it, I don't know if it's acting or, or if it's what he kind of said today was that he was afraid based on his past that had he basically reported reported the, the issue in the procedure that it would have shown that they did an inadequate tag out, which would have caused a bunch of remediation for the two workers involved in that process uh, to find out why it wasn't adequate and 
that the process, you know, what went wrong in the process, it would have removed him from his ability to do parts of his job, could have delayed some work, and he didn't want to be the guy that was responsible for that. It was already bad enough that he'd had all these issues in the past and that there were people that didn't trust him and that questioned his commitment or his integrity or you know, his decision-making, and he was worried that he'd lose the faith, uh, the little bit of faith that he thought he had, that he perceives that he has. Um, and he's probably not wrong. Even though he's recovered a little of it, uh, there's not a lot of trust uh, in this guy because of his, his past decision-making and his mistakes. Um, he was worried that he was going to be the guy again, right? And, and I've talked about the guy that works for me that that has battled the same thing and I, and I recorded uh, the last one spin the yarn that I did about that he gets it now right that he's recovered and he's doing really well now um, but he battled the same thing and he and he worried a lot about the same thing and it can be a motivator which it was for for my guy uh, to kind of snap out of it and do do better and, and recover. It can be a motivator to, to be in that position where, uh, you know, you understand whether it's constructive or destructive, which in the case of my guy, at times it was destructive and I was battling against that so that I could maintain it as a motivator and so that I could push this guy in the right direction without it being destructive and without tearing him down uh, and ostracizing him. But this guy in in his case it was it was destructive only and it was it was his primary motivator for making a really bad decision and compromising his integrity is it was the fear of slipping further down that slope of of lack of trust of losing trust and of, of being further ostracized and and further tore down by the people whose trust he wants and he desires right um and and i'm not like putting the blame at the feet of those people but i am pointing out that there is a need to be very aware of that right that that when we when we hold people accountable and, and or what we view as accountability sometimes uh, is really just us directing our frustration at that person, right? It's kind of like, like I grew up with three brothers. Uh, it, whenever you're mad at them, right? Uh, instead of explaining to them why you're mad at them and, and you know, this is what you did and this is why it upset me and th this is what you you should do in the future to avoid the situation or, or whatever right uh and then them apologizing and we all just move on with life and you know in the ideal conflict resolution scenario right what generally actually happens is we we direct our anger at them right and, and we show that and express that in some kind of a way right and, and i can tell you in this division, I know for a fact that there's there's people that view their accountability process as that when really what it is is they're eating their own, right? They're they're destroying the guys that are not meeting the mark. 
because they're not meeting the mark. And, and, and they're right in that there are standards and there are certain metrics that people must meet and there's qual dates and, and things that are expected of them and, and that they should be doing that thing and, and pulling their weight, right? And I, my guys had the same issue with the guy that I always talk about that works for me. They're not wrong, right? That guy should be pulling his weight. He's getting a paycheck. He should be earning his keep. He should be contributing in the same way that they are. But as leaders, we need to understand that A, it's our responsibility to train these people. A lot of times what happens is these guys show up and they're just told to figure it out or they're told to get qualified or they're told to just get it together and figure it out because maybe that's what we were told and we had the aptitude to do it or maybe we just don't remember the help that we got and we and we create this this history in our mind that's not always completely factual where we did it all on our own and this guy should too right and instead of rallying around the guy instead of training him and and building him up and and providing him the help he needs even if it's a little more help or a lot more help than we needed instead of doing that we destroy those guys we we eat our young right happens a lot happens in the chiefs mess too don't think i'm i'm just talking about junior guys it happens to new chiefs too so what happens is we view it as accountability when really we're just tearing people down we're directing our frustration and our rage at people that should just get it by now and all we do is self-sabotage all we're doing is sabotaging that guy and and as he's trying to climb up the hill, we're kicking him back down it and then asking him why he's not at the top. It doesn't make any sense. It's counterproductive. It's not helping anyone, including us. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's something I tell people that that uh, are insubordinate, right? And, and I, I know these don't sound related, but stay with me. When people like mouth off and are insubordinate uh, to me or to, to anyone else that they're not supposed to be, right? I have this conversation with them that goes, goes something like you're always wrong in that situation even if you're right, right? Even if the point you were trying to make was correct. Even if whatever reason you're spouting off at the mouth to that person that is superior in rank or position to you, right? Even if the, the data, the content of what's coming out of your mouth is absolutely factual and they were wrong, if you're doing it in a way that's insubordinate, you're wrong. And you're going to lose that battle every single time. So if you're doing that and, and you're just you're going to lose every single time and you're you're wrong every single time, it's you're not helping even though you're right. Right. It's the it, it's this the parallel is that you're saying things that are, that are that are factual, right? That are that are accurate. You're you're communicating your frustration based on something that's true. But if you do it in a way that's insubordinate, you're wrong. If you're communicating to these junior people that they should be qualified and they should be, or that they should be doing this thing that you train them to do correctly, but they're struggling with it, you're right. Like they should be doing it correctly, but but instead of destroying them for not doing it correctly, ask yourself why they're not doing it correctly. Because at the end of the day, whether you like it or not, whether it makes you happy or not, 
whether you think it's the right answer or not or it's fair or not it's our job to train them it's our job to get them there so while accountability is required it's a thing that we have to do it's part of our job the manner in which we do it is up to us and and it's a big deal because there's a lot of ramifications to it right tearing someone down destroying them telling them they're a piece of crap or that they're an idiot or that they're not useful to the division or department because they can't figure it out that doesn't benefit anyone it might make you feel good for a second but if it does you should you should rapidly rapidly assess why because if you get pleasure from that there's a problem the only small human being in that conversation is you but if you are doing that Take a long, hard look in the mirror and ask yourself why. And ask yourself if you were in that same position. And you probably were if you're doing this. I was. I was in that position. And when I was a second class, I was doing the same thing. I got a fun story. And 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 I've mentioned it before. Not by name and I never will because I don't think that's fair. But there was a young man that worked for me uh, on my first boat. I was a senior second class. I was the guy that they were looking up to. I was the guy that was supposed to be training them. And I was bitter and angry and jaded. And I had some good reasons to be that way based on some really not stellar leadership that I had. But instead of pulling the lessons from those people, I was just angry. And I took it out on these new guys because they were stupid because they were an inconvenience to me because they weren't pulling their weight because the things they were doing weren't the way that I would do it and it just made my job harder or anytime they came to me or asked me for help or didn't do their job the right way they were just a pain and I lashed out at them as a result well they lashed back and they didn't respect me I mean they freaking hated me as a result right there are guys out there who if met if my name was mentioned to them would tell you all these stories about what a jerk i was about what a piss poor leader i was about how you know i couldn't lead my way out of a wet paper bag and and you know how they wouldn't they wouldn't put me out if i was on fire and based on the interactions they had with me they're right and they have every reason to feel that way. And I won't I won't argue to justify a single thing that I did. I mean, I wasn't that guy 100% of the time. But it probably felt like it. Toward, especially towards the end. It's not productive. And there, were, there was a kid, a different guy. Same time frame. Both of them were, were new. That he just wanted to do well um he was like that annoying little brother that looks up to you and and you you don't want him to tag along and you don't really want to answer the questions you don't really want to mentor him all the time but he was a good dude and he was motivated and he wanted to do well and i didn't help him in the way that i should have and i regret that i think about it now and again and and you know, I, I don't do, I don't beat myself up because of who I was at the time. I mean, unfortunately, I didn't have the leadership ability myself or the leadership above me to kind of kind of fix me. Right? There was there was no one there 
at least not, I mean, directly in my chain of command that was going out of their way to help me or going out of the way to fix me. Um, I got it later. Uh, as soon as I got to that first shore duty, I got it. And huge part of the reason I, I, I'm where I am today and that I, I trended down that path was the very first chief I had on my first shore duty. He, he fixed it. Uh, it, but it took me till that point to encounter that leader. Um, I don't, I don't know. And, th- and, th- and that's why I want to talk about this today and now and, and is because there are so many occurrences of this. Uh, and, and it's a big reason why we lose a lot of our best and brightest is because that first few years is critical. And during that time frame, we are allowing second classes and first classes and some salty third classes, right? In their first terms, uh, some of them in their second terms to eat their young. We're eating our own. We're, we're destroying the next generation. Um, and we're calling it accountability. And it's not. Not that in that instance, accountability isn't necessary, but accountability doesn't have to be ugly. It doesn't have to hurt. Accountability can just be training. Accountability can be mentorship. They're the same thing. Sitting down and explaining, sitting down and training, uh, even if you have to do it over and over again. And, and you do get into this place where you're continuing to train and continuing to mentor. And eventually the weight's going to slide onto the other side of the scale where are they struggling to, to process and, and understand the information or are they just lazy? Are they making a conscious decision to not meet their training goals and qualification goals? Are they making a conscious decision to not be productive members of the, of the division and department and work center or whatever? Or are they just struggling? And, and while there are people out there that are sly, you know, and, and that it is hard to tell, they're rare. Uh, most of the people that I, I find in this accountability trap are obviously struggling to gain the information or not getting the help and training that they need. You know, they're, they're, they're full of heart. They're trying really hard, at least in the beginning. And then based on just getting punched in the face over and over again when they should be getting training mentorship, eventually some of those people just say, you know, F this. I'm not going to do this anymore. Why should I try? If all that's going to happen is I'm going to get kicked back down the hill. If I'm not going to get that help, then what's the point? And I kind of, I don't know, I kind of thought about that with this kid. It's like, I don't know if he would have made these same decisions had he been provided the right the right mentorship and training at the very beginning. I didn't know him at the very, very beginning. I knew him towards the end of about his first year, and, and he was struggling to gain the information. He was struggling to help out. Uh, but what was said during his NJP today was he's motivated, uh, he wants to do well, and he's very knowledgeable, which means he did gain the the information or the, the knowledge that was required to do his job, but he's making bad decisions. And it, and it I, is it a character flaw? Or is he making this dis- these decisions because he's afraid that he's going to get ate up again? I don't know. And it's something we're thinking about. Um, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about this, uh, as always. So 
please provide any feedback uh, that you have or any questions, comments, or concerns, hit us up at don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us at don't give up the ship podcast, or you can DM us on Instagram at DGUS podcast. I am deploying soon. So if you get an auto response from me, uh, that's what's up. And I'll get back to you as soon as I possibly can. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. Thank you.